Welcome back to the I'm Just Talking podcast. This is season two, episode one. Um, great, you know, walking into 2022. Can't even believe I'm saying that. Um, so far, the year has been fantastic. Uh, it happens to be my little sister's birthday today. So shout out to Sister Jules. Um, man, even harder to believe you're past 35 at this point. Well, actually, you're past 36 even at this point. Um, lots of stuff going on. Um, a garage clean out that took entirely too long and waited entirely too long. That's still not done. That's how I ended my tour, 2021. Um, and a couple of things of note that have happened in the world. Before I get into that, um, we are nearly to the goal of a thousand total listens. We are 136 away. So I'm hoping the next four or five weeks we can hit a thousand in the first, you know, calendar year. Um, in order to do that, listen on Google, Apple, Anchor, Spotify, um, Overcast, CastBox, PocketCast, and Radio Public. Um, one of these days I'll get off my ass and try to get on Pandora and, you know, uh, Stitch, I think is another supported, but I got to do that my on my own. Um, I'm underscore just underscore talking, T-A-W-K-I-N, on Instagram. Um, I don't really have any other social media that's related to that. Um, but yeah, but I mean, I'd love a listen, I'd love a like, I'd like a share, a comment, a, a, uh, a review, a share, what whatever it is that the platform you're looking allows, or listening, I'm sorry, allows, and we can just go from there. Enough with the intros. Um, a couple of, um, celebrity deaths that happened that, that kind of touched me and, and, and seemed to touch the world and, and why they're important. Why should we care? Um, does it really mean anything to the world at large? The first one is, um, the beloved John Madden. He died just after Christmas. Um, Somewhat unexpectedly, he died on the 28th of December, 2021. And uh, he, of course, by certain generations, he's known for different things. Um, he's, he lived here in Northern California, which I didn't really know. I didn't really put the two and two together about, you know, what was going on. So just a little bit about him. He was the coach of the Oakland Raiders from, I should have this all written down, but he was the coach of the Raiders from 69 to 78. So he coached for 10 full seasons. He has a, he has the the best winning percentage of any football coach um, that has coached, coached at least, professional football coach that's coached at least 100 games. His winning percentage was um, 75% of the games he coached in. He won uh, 103, 32, and 7. Um, he won a Super Bowl in, forget the years, forget the year, but it was Super Bowl ten, I think, or Super Bowl nine, uh, 1977. Um, 
he later goes on and he works for like CBS and ABC and Fox, I believe, um, doing uh, the, the color commentary. Most notably, he did it with Pat Summerall. Those guys were a great, great team. Um, and he excelled at that as well. Um, very well known that he was afraid of flying, so he drove the Madden Cruiser all over the place um, instead of flying. And uh, he retired in 2007, I believe, just after yeah, just after the last Super Bowl was when uh, Roethlisberger threw that freaking ridiculous corner touchdown to Santonio Holmes against Arizona. He retired after that Super Bowl. That was his last game. Um, he played briefly too. He got drafted by the Eagles, I think it said. Yeah, he got drafted by the Eagles. He didn't. I think he played one year, um, and then he went into coaching. Um, really, sort of the the face of the Raiders back in the late sixties uh, to the late eight seventies or early eighties, probably. Um, not the picture of what you you know he was. He was a big dude, but. He just looked like everybody's normal guy. Now, by the time I started listening and paying attention really to football, um, would have been mid eighties. Um, he was already on TV. Uh, we only got, when I lived in Europe, we only got one station and we always got like the national game. So typically he was on there, him and Summerall. And what was funny about those two guys is they were both old then. It did felt like, you know, both gray haired guys. John Madden was a very big guy. Um, his suit never really looked like it was all that fancy. You know, his hair wasn't fantastic, but his voice was so just normal, so regular. And I already love football as it is, and watching tape is something that you do as a football player. Even we did it as, you know, a very small um, Armed Forces Europe school. Um, and, it, and, it was, and it was interesting. It was always fun watching the game. He was telling you about coverages and he was telling you about, you know, these, uh, you know, things that were going on in the game. You just weren't gripped to the action, at least not me because I was, you know, quote unquote player, which I didn't play that much. But, um, I listened to a lot of sports radio and, uh, he, he's very well thought of. There is a ton of stories about his generosity given to like, families in need or, um, a kid's, uh, I, I forget the exact story, but there's a story about him, you know, in the Bay area somewhere, these kids needed like 10 grand raised to rebuild baseball fields. And they asked him to help fundraise and rather than help fundraise, he gave them the whole the whole amount of money and probably then some, it was a time actually, and this is not relevant really to how great of a person he is that as a commentator, he was paid more than anybody that played the game of football. So he is very, very well thought of as a, a football man, a football coach, um, a commentator and the like. And I think that, you know, it, you can't not say it. What's the saying? I would be remiss. Um, if I didn't mention how, you know, the Madden football game came out, I want to say the first year was like late nineties, mid had to be mid nineties. Um, other media shouldn't say, doesn't say here on Wikipedia. Uh, I 
I can't believe they're not they're not really doing that. But he had um, he certainly caught a lot of the kids um, from. I don't know what generation that would be. I don't know if they're millennials. I don't know. I'm, I know I'm a Gen Xer is really all I know. Um, um, so the generation, like the middle of my gen, so 1989 was the first year it came out. So that would have been the year after I moved to Italy. That would have been many moons ago. So now that's what, 10, 20, 30, 33 years ago about. And it, and it was just so much fun to like sit around and play and then him and Summerall. And I always remember, and it's not really, this is more of a Pat Summerall anecdote, but like one of the things about the game is when it was snowing, Summerall would say, wow, it's really coming down now, John, you know, and then he, he would have his pals and stuff in there and you almost watch the games more because now you could play the game and like, you know, and then it's a badge of honor if, you know, and when they started doing creator modes, if you ever got to the NFL, you could get to create yourself. And, and I, that was my ultimate dream. So I always wanted to make myself to be on Madden and, you know, have a great Madden rating and stuff like that. But a lot of the anecdotes that came from him besides like his philanthropy um, and, you know, being in a game and, you know, a lot of the players now played Madden growing up um, and, and stuff like that was that. He was regular. He connected with the audience. He connected with people. And and I think that's super important. Be, and there's another reason why I'm talking about this. So that's where I'm going with this. As much as we love Madden as a guy, as much as we loved him as being a regular guy, even though he was, you know, a, a big celebrity, um, he didn't take himself too serious. And that was very important. Um, it sounds like his leadership style was like that too. I, there was a quote that I read that he felt like some – coaches and whatnot, they got, uh, they weren't into the important things. They didn't care what a guy looked like as long as he played the game right. Um, so in society that can kind of translate. So, so this is where I'm going with this. So that's a little bit on the background of, of Madden and, you know, the things that are being said about him. I just enjoyed watching him, watching the games, listening to him, explain the game. And then of course being able to play the game and being like, wow, this guy, this named after this guy. And you don't really think about all those things until you, until there's something like this happens. Right. So why I think this is important is sports to me, mimic life. They mimic life in so many different ways. And one of the radio shows that comes on is, um, uh, Damon Bruce and Ray Ratto, they come on here on um, 13, ESPN 1320 here in the Sacramento area. And at the end of the show, Damon Bruce always says, sports doesn't build character, it reveals it. And I start, when I started hearing all the good things about Madden, this is, this is kind of what they brought me to. And his character in particular was so regular guy-ish, you know, play the game the right way, and then helping people once he got to a point where he could. Um, he obviously 
he was like everybody's big uncle, sort of, right? So there is decades and decades of people that looked up to him for whatever it was, whether they wanted to be better coaches in those days, whether they wanted to be better players and they were listening to his commentary, whether it was they were inspired by playing the game and now they, you know, he's kind of indirect in there, but the rumor is he was very meticulous about how that game was built in the early days. And you get inspiration and hope from people like this. You get a certain amount of life skills from playing football, um, any sport really, but under certain coaches and certain people in your life, they should be building you to be a great athlete, but a, but a better or a good athlete, but a great or better person. And by all accounts, he did that. For me, it was just, he was an extension of the coach that I had. When you're watching the game, you're, you're, you're kind of watching film with him. Tony Romo gives me that same sort of vibe right now. So when people talk about like these people aren't heroes or they're not, they shouldn't be role models or they shouldn't be this, they just kind of are. They don't do it to be such. They just kind of are. And when you have a guy like that, that touched so many decades in so many different ways, and then he dies and you don't hear, or at least I didn't, a single bad thing about the guy. It makes you understand why he was so famous. It makes you understand why he was so loved and why he was so why what he says and what he does and how he acts is so important. And people struggle with a lot of shit in life. And sometimes sports is just that escape. Sometimes, you know, that dad who worked all week, probably underappreciated at his job, knows he's not bringing in enough money. Um, maybe his escape every week or his... You know, he wanted to make sure, like, just can't wait for Sunday. I want to watch Madden. You know, the, he's, he's commentating my favorite football team. I just want to listen to him. And I want to learn something about the game. Or the coach whose team is struggling and he wants to kind of learn something about the game. He'll, maybe he listens to Madden. Um, the kid who's just learning the game, you know, it... it I mean, it's probably easier now to sort of correlate between real life and the game and then learn the game that way. But he hasn't commentated in, I guess this will be going on 16 years now, and he's getting his game still sells. And people still know who John Madden is. And he's built a legacy of of that. He's built that that reputation of being normal, regular, um, genuine, authentic, and knowledgeable about what it is he has passion for. So, and that stuff just sort of translates. So I wanted to just take those minutes to say, you know, don't take for granted those people that we don't think matter. You know, people say, oh, it's just a game. These guys make millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, sure they do. And it's not their fault. But there is somebody out there that needs those guys, that needs those people to to listen to them on a Sunday or a Monday night or to just um, suspend reality 
and the really good ones and the ones that become iconic, it's because you have a connection to them. And it's because more than one person, you know, exponentially millions of people have a connection to this person for whatever the reason. And the fact that a lot of the reports and a lot of the stuff I've heard on several different stations, um, different commentators and sports people was that he was so well-liked. He was so willing to help. He was always willing to talk football. He was always looking to, you know, build the game, help build a community, rebuild communities. And he gave up so much of his personal life to do those things that it's just one of those things that you just, the realness, the genuine, the authenticity, is genuineness even a word? The authenticity comes through the screen and people loved him. So when celebrities die, people are devastated. I wasn't devastated by this. It was really sad. Um, it makes me start wondering how old I am. Um, but it just made me think that sports are important, man. They, they really are. The people who are good at sports, who are amazing people on top of being good athletes or, you know, good, genuine people, then all the more better. They're not better than us. They don't, they just have a certain talent and they didn't take that for granted. And they were good people on top of that. Um, the next one is Betty White actually died. I think she died on New Year's Eve, I want to say. She died like 16 days before. Um, yeah, she died on New Year's Eve, kind of unexpectedly because everybody was getting ready to celebrate her 100th birthday. And uh, another person, generations worth, tens, God, she started acting like in the 20s or something. And uh, no, she was born in the 20s. So that doesn't work. She started acting sometime in the like the forties, it looks like. And another person, a celebrity, someone that, you know, touched us in some way, shape, or form. I don't remember any of her early work, but in the eighties, the Golden Girls were on. I everybody loves that show, right? I mean, I in particular love Sophia Petrillo, old Sicilian lady, kind of rugged mouth, you know, it's very close to home, you know, nice cat backs. But she was always the comic relief. And she was the ditzy one and the unassuming one. And and then she just kind of has this resurgence with one-liners and good jokes and the Snickers commercial and the whole bit. And the amount of people, and I guess this goes for Madden as well, the amount of people that posted, you know, celebrities and, you know, people of influence, um, all different walks of life that really, really loved her. Um, it goes beyond being an entertainer. And I think when we talk about those things, we don't give enough credit to those people who um, who have a voice or who have influence on other people just being good people. I have to look it up again, but... Um, Um, she did so this is in the, this is in the fifties. 
Um, she, yeah, Arthur Duncan. So like in the fifties, there was a man, he was a black tap dancer and he came on the Betty White show and, um, she had been criticized for having a black man back then on her show. And she basically said, just deal with it. No show got canceled. And for someone like her to that way, especially way back then to put her, her career, her livelihood on the line because she didn't give a rat's ass what color he was. He was a good tap dancer the whole bit. Um, so you, you shouldn't be surprised that anybody that I've seen, celebrity, my friends, you know, um, social media sort of acquaintances alike, everybody's going, damn, Betty White's dead. No, you know, we all wanted so badly for her to get to 100 and celebrate her and have a big old bash. And she didn't seem like she was slowing down at all. And then she dies. And it, it just, it just makes you wonder. It makes you wonder like why people don't, well, why certain people don't appreciate entertainers, sports figures, um, politicians to a degree, but anybody who is in the public eye, why we don't appreciate them as much, and then some people are absolutely devastated when they die. Um, again, people like Betty White, John Madden, that's careers have spanned decades and decades, that touched generation after generation of people. You know, Betty White started as, you know, an actress, then she, she was a comedic actress. Apparently she had her own show. Um, she was on Saturday Night Live, which was supposedly one of the best ones ever. And, you know, she had that Snickers commercial. I want to say it was a Super Bowl commercial. And then she gets her own show again after that. And when they touch so many decades and they touch so many people and to where, like, your grandma and you could have a connection to Betty White. Like, oh, I remember when she was on the Mary Tyler Moore show, which I don't, honestly. But like, you know, my son or my daughter, my son probably not so much because he's not really a TV watcher, but, you know, we could, you know, oh, remember, oh, I seen her on the Always Hot in Cleveland show. And I'm like, oh man, you should have seen her on, you know, the Golden Girls. You know, and then the same goes for Madden, you know. Oh, isn't he? Isn't that a football game? Yeah, but did you know he was this? And and that connection to to generations of people that brings people together. It's sad when those people die. You know, there seems to always be someone in wait. You know, um, Tony Romo. Again, it's been by the time Romo came, it was probably thirteen years. Um, but you know, someone like Tony Romo is going to be, you know, is our generation's John Madden. Um, trying to think who would be our generations or at least this newer generations, Betty White. It's kind of hard to say. Um, uh, I, I don't even, I don't even really know. Um, but, it, but things like this always get my brain working, like uh, back, backtracking a tiny bit. You know, I did a project in, I think I was in the, like in the fourth or sixth grade and 
a priest, a doctor, a sports figure, an entertainer, and something else were stuck on an island. And it was kind of like Survivor. And you had to make a case why you should stay on the island. And I picked the sports guy. And I'm saying, like, you know, there's activities, physical fitness, um, things to pass the time, camaraderie, you know. And then I got voted off. I, but back then, I wasn't very well. You know, I, I wasn't able to articulate myself. So on an, on an island, if you had a John Madden and you had a, a Betty White, I, I think they are, they're vital to, to what we do. You need someone to entertain you, to make you laugh, to play that role of being the ditzy one or, you know, the sarcastic one-liner one to, you know, for a few minutes have some laughter in life, to have some, you know, again... Think, forget about your own life or the week you had or, you know, the, the shitty Monday that you had. And then you have certain, you know, the sports side of that is activity, physical fitness, keeping in shape. Um, it helps your mental health. And, I, and that's my point is like all of this kind of wraps up into your mental health if you latch on to these people that are authentic, are genuine, who are personable, who you know, don't take their fame and fortune for that matter, very serious. And if you're one of those people that's jaded in life, or you think you're better than everybody else, you're not going to hang on to any of these people. You know, you're not going to have a memory. You're going to be like, oh, well, that sucks. They died. Well, yeah, but, and again, like no one's taken, you know, Betty White's longevity and life away from her because she didn't reach a hundred, right? It just got me thinking about how awesome these these people were as entertainers, how great they are as what, what by all accounts, people stepping in and helping other people, whether that's the racial side of, uh, you know, Betty White stepping up for a black man. And, and I'm sure John Madden had some of that as well, because, you know, although, as we've seen in recent memory, it doesn't mean anything, but there's there's always accounts of him helping other people, less fortunate people. Um, whatever their walk of life is. And it's just sad. And I guess it's sad for me. And the why I'm doing this is because now I'm coming to a point where people whom were very famous um, and I thought were old back then are really old. And now they're starting to die. And you start going, geez, like, where am I at in life that these people are dying? You know what I mean? Like, Madden probably shaped my childhood or my teenage years a little bit more. Again, watching football as I started playing football, uh, watching games as I started playing football, and I still do this, and more credit to my football coach, but watching the watching the game from the coach's standpoint and understanding what they're trying to do. And, of course, I was still hoping to be an NFL player at that point, so I was trying to understand the game. You know, and Betty White just making you laugh your ass off, you know, on whatever night that show came on. Again, I lived in Europe, so... It's probably a different night for me than it would have been for you. Um, and just genuinely having something to escape your regular life with. So sad way to end 2021 and kind of a somber topic, I guess, to, to start 2022 with in terms of my shows. But I just kind of wanted to get something out there to uh, pay tribute to those two. Um, the last two things that happened in my probably two week hiatus, um, was that, um, these two people dying 
and her dying literally 15 days, I think, or 16 days from her hundredth birthday. Um, you know, it's just one of those weird sort of end of year somber, you know, I saw somebody said that maybe, you know, the universe didn't want us to go into 2022 hating 2022 because 2021 has been sort of an up and down year. And, uh, I, I can get with that. I can feel that. And, um, I can definitely say that I have really high hopes for 2022. Um, rest in peace, Madden. John, you, Mr. Madden, John Madden, you touched a lot of people in those 50 years or 60 years that you, that you were in the eye. Betty White, it was longer than that. 70 something years you've been in the, uh, the public eye. People love you. Um, you know, we were sitting in a U-Haul throwing away our 2,100 pounds of garbage and it came over my son's Twitter um, under TMZ and we didn't believe it. We thought it was a joke. We thought it was like a death hoax and unfortunately it was true. Um, you guys be good. Um, be happy. Start 2022 off right. Um watch TV and understand that some of these people are going to be gone, but use them to escape, use it for your mental health. Let a guy like Madden, or in this case, Romo, who's only one I can equate to him, take you away. Um, someone like Betty White or someone that makes you laugh, let them take you away. I'm going to end my last 30 seconds with this. Anchor, Google, Spotify, and Apple. Smash like, subscribe. All of that good stuff. Follow. And then what do we always say? Love, respect, unity. See you guys next time. I gotta change my outro, by the way. But I love y'all. See you next time.